Super Talk Mississippi media production. I'm Steve Azar, and I'm on the other side of the microphone, meaning I'm asking the questions this time, and oh, have mercy for the airwaves. I spent 20 years in Music City, wrote and made some hits, traveled the world, and then moved my family back to the birthplace of American music and where the magnolia trees prosper. And now every time I put my feet on Mississippi soil, when I'm off the road, well, I'm at peace. On this show, it's all about hearing the stories straight from the mouths of the friends I've made along the way, their journey to success. Heck, there might be someone on, I don't even know, but you know how us Mississippi types are. We tend to take well to new company. In a Mississippi Minute, all 60 of them. I'm Steve Azar. It's just like that muddy river moving slow. Ain't no worries, it's how life goes, baby. In a Mississippi Minute. That's right. Welcome to the Mississippi Minute. I'm Steve Azar. Well, reminding you as I always do for now, as we get back to the land of the living a little at a time, follow all guidelines along the way, please. Certainly many wonderful things while we wait this out, fight this out, right here in Mississippi. Go to visit Mississippi.org, check it out. I was recently in Denver with today's guest at an annual Goppers Against Cancer virtual event. Obviously, uh, that's the way we, we've had to do some things. We did it with our foundation as well, and we were very successful at ours, the Delta Soul, and in Denver. Uh, I'm really happy and proud to say I was shaking the rust off, that's for sure, uh, musically. But it was good to to take my first flight since March and just sort of see how it is right now. Uh, And it was fine. Well, today's guest has been hosting this thing since the start 12 years ago. Been a big part of Golfers Against Cancer, the Denver uh, chapter, along with our pal Scott Pearson. Uh, He has spent 50 years in radio. You got to be dang good to be spending that much time the last 32 years he's been in denver 22 of them at kosi he adores being involved in the community and helping others you see it in his eyes man it's just too important he's won many awards along the way including the seven everyday hero award for years he was the face of colorado lottery uh the drawings on cbs four i mean how much fun was that people on the edge of their seats waiting to find out if they won millions i mean come on so let's welcome in my man such a great-hearted guy, spirited, wonderful athlete when he grew up. Into the Keep Mississippi Beautiful studio, my pal, Murphy Houston. What's up, Murphy? Hey, Who are you talking about? I'm turning my head here going, who's he talking about? You know what that the, sounds pretty good. You know what the cool thing is? I I have this all written out, but I never even looked at the page because all I could see was your shining face. <laughs> well, I appreciate that introduction, and yeah, I've been blessed to uh, be in, i actually been in radio for over 50 years, 50 years, buddy. right. 50 right, years, right. but most of it right here in Denver. I got here in 86 and haven't left because it's a great place to live with great people here. And Yeah, I, I guess uh, when I got into radio from the get-go, the thing was, you know, the Lord's given me an ability, and I need to use it to help people. Pretty plain and simple, and that's what I've done. 50 years. Okay, that's a long time, right? When you're kids yep. and you're growing up and you're going to 50 years of doing one thing. Um, right. What's been uh, – how have you – kept the fire burning and and woke, woken up every morning and and still love to do it well you know and that's it and I, you and i've never talked about age it doesn't really matter it's all in your head but i am 70 years old and i just love it i love the people i work with i love uh, the ability to get on the air and, and tell people life stories and what's going on and and then when people reach back and need help and you get out and help them it's it's 
like I said, is what I think God wants us to do on this earth, is share the talent he's given us to help other people if you can do that in what you do. And that's what keeps me motivated. i got a great wife, Carol, who I've been married yeah. to for 49 years. You met Carol, and she keeps me grounded. You know, it's great. Hey, you're on the radio. It's great. Would you come home here and mow the lawn? You know, that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, you know? especially now. Are you kidding? <laughs> especially now. Especially now. Gwen and you know, I have been married over 30 years, and the, after after all this mess started, we started in our closet. And listen, the closet is on the far end, top floor, all the way as far, uh, let's see, west as you can possibly go. And I thought, well, this is going to be it. We're going to work on one little project. And let's just say that th- there's nothing left to do. I mean, there's nothing. No. So anyway, but I'm, I, I get it, too. We've both been blessed with great wives. You know, the funny thing is you you and I both, our first love, your first love was radio. My first love was making music and writing songs, and then we met, and then we met these great ladies. What's the word? They've accompanied us, yeah, so well. Where's Bob Seger? Someday, lady, you'll accompany me. That's um, right. But it, how important has that been? I know it's going to be sound like a cliche, me even asking this, and it's probably a dumb question. But for people like you and me in the creative and entertainment business to have so much support, right? Well, it's. It's everything, and people need to realize I started dating my wife when I was 15, (laughs) and I was blessed to find a soulmate then. But it was interesting, when we first met, it wasn't like, oh my gosh, we're going to date. I mean, she had brothers, and I was playing sports with her brothers all the time, and then I'd go over to her house and hang out, and we became friends, and we worked together in the local Tasty Freeze when we were 16 and 17 years old. And wow. It was okay. In fact, I used to set her up on dates with my friends. <laughs> so that kind of progressed through off. I wouldn't see her in the wintertime because we went to different colleges. But then finally one summer I'm going, what the heck am I doing? Look at this girl. Yeah. And we were friends first and then lovers. And I think that's so key, Steve, to a lot of relationships. If you can figure out, hey, we kind of like just being around each other, and then you fall in love. I think it makes a base for a good relationship. And uh, then when we were hunkered down for a while, I was not even leaving the house when the COVID hit, and the station put a uh, radio station or a studio in my basement, and I never left the house for, uh, I don't know, three months. And I saw her every day, and she said, you know, I still love hanging out with you after 49 years of marriage. I thought, that's a cool thing. Yeah, that is as good as it gets. We're talking to Murphy Houston, just uh, incredible 50-year career in radio. Murph, you talk about being 70. You don't look 70. You look incredible. Uh, but, But with that said, what do you think? You know, you and I both know we have a lot of friends in music and and in radio that have not, they just, they've been sort of, uh, you know, they've been let go or or they quit or they've, you know, it's a long time. What do you credit your longevity to? Well, uh, there's a couple of things there. I mean, first of all, you have to realize you're part of a team and I played a lot of sports, so I know that team aspect. Right. In fact, I always told my kids growing up, sports is life. Yeah. So you're a part of a team. You are not the team. And you survive. You have a coach. You play the game, whether it's right or wrong. You might provide suggestions. But what are they? They may know more than I do. So let's just play and, and do the best we can. Don't complain. Be thankful for the, the gifts you have. Use it to your ability. And you survive. And, I, and a lot of it's luck. You know, Steve, a lot of it is very luck in our business. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've yeah. been lucky. And I've been with some really great people. And I've 
seen some people, as you just said, fall by the wayside. I don't understand why. They just got burned out or, or whatever. And, uh, you know, most of my career, I've done a morning show. I don't do it now, but I did for, a, for of that 50 years, probably 35. And that means getting up at 3 o'clock in the morning. You go to work, you get on the air. And, you know, people come to you to forget about their problems. So you can't, once you're in that studio, you have to let go of everything that's going on in your life, except great stories that you share with your friends about wives and kids. But no problems, no complaints. You have to make other people smile. Right. And I think that's helped me survive. Even to this day, even though I'm 70, I'm still working on the air. I don't do the morning show anymore because I just couldn't get up. Hallelujah. Are you kidding me? You made me? I just got nauseous thinking about you having to get up that early all the time. Well, it is. And, uh, yeah, I'd be up at 3 and get to work at 3.30. We'd be Woo. on the air at 5. 5 to 9 was our show. And I had several partners along the way that got burned out. And I, I don't know, I just had to drive, and I still feel it. Not to that level anymore. So now I come in, and I fill in for a lot of people, mornings, middays, afternoons. I voice track a night show. I do a lot of production. I run public affairs. And I love it. And my all my buddies are retired and are teasing me all the time. In fact, yeah. I was just golfing with a bunch of guys on Monday, and one of them has been my friend. He's been a police officer for a long time, and he's going to retire. <clears throat> Excuse me. And uh, he's 70. Hmm. And he, we always had a bet. When one retires, the other guy's got to retire. So he officially told me Monday, Murph, this is it. At the end of this year, I'm done, and you got to follow me down the hall and out the door. <laughs> Hey. So now I'm kind of struggling with that. I go, wow, I wasn't ready. I thought you might work a little longer. Yeah, so, yeah. I know. I'm done. I'm done. Well, no, okay. So, so you know, you know, you're like the Dolly Parton of uh, radio. You know that. Oh, gee, that's except, a compliment. Except, you know, I mean, there's some things that are different shape wise. But <laughs> yeah. I, I'm going to tell you something. I love her so much. I, I got to meet her, and I'm not going to talk about Dolly. But you know, obviously playing Dollywood or what? I, I'm pretty sure. I can't even remember, but I'm pretty sure we played there. Anyway. Just a wonderful lady, and uh, and her longevity has been just—it's uh, timeless. I mean, I mean, unbelievable. Uh, just her, just she's all there. You know what I mean? Her yeah, mind yeah. and and her songwriting. I mean, she's still a great artist. It's just, uh, you know, when I grew up as a kid, I would go. You know, when my dad turned me on to Willie Nelson, uh, I'd go, oh man. And then he looked like, you know, he looked older when then, and now he's still going and getting to do shows with him along the way and getting to, to, to say, to get to know him a little bit. I mean, it was such a blessing, but he's amazing. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, and that's what I always said. I want to be still great. Well, let's just say when I was a kid, I want to get better and better. And then when I my, take my last breath, I want to be on the rise as far as a songwriter and an artist, and I want to keep working at that. So as long as my mind can stay strong, then, you know, then I, I think I have an opportunity. But uh, we're going to take a break in a second. We're not going to have time to just dig into a lot of stuff, but I want to go back to your wonder years. I love talking to my guests about the beginning. You, you touched oh. a little bit with Carol and you guys meeting. You're in the Mississippi Minute. I'm Steve Azar. I'm with my man Murphy Houston, 50 years in radio. Most of it spent last 32 years in Colorado and Denver. Uh, just a very wonderful man that spends a lot of his life and a lot of his days and hours and minutes giving back. Uh, he's so concerned about helping people. Uh, it's just part of the makeup of who he is. And I want to dig back into his past and understand where all that giving came from. You're in the Keep Mississippi Beautiful studio. Go to visit Mississippi.org. Check out your next road trip. It's right there beside you. I'm Steve Azar. I'll be right back. Mississippi Minute with Steve Azar, right here on Super Talk Mississippi. I'm in pain right now. 
Although I am in the Keep Mississippi Beautiful studio, which is a beautiful thing, but I am on the air today with a man that really is good at radio. And uh, I've got issues, as you all know. So I appreciate you tuning in. I'm Steve Azar. I'm with Murphy Houston. 50 years of radio in Denver will not go away until he says it. All his friends are going to be getting better in golf, unfortunately, because he's gonna, they're going to be spending more time hitting balls. Uh, go to visit Mississippi.org. You've got plenty of great golf to do right here in Mississippi, uh, like old Waverly. The list goes on and on. My man Randy Watkins as well. Many wonderful golf courses uh, in the uh, Jackson area of Mississippi. Just unbelievable golf on the Gulf Coast. Got to check it out. Go to visit Mississippi.org. Okay, so Murphy Houston, I want yep. you to take me back to you talk about sports, and I'm dead on with you. I believe that growing up, I had a very athletic class. Um, Back then, you you know, in school, you got you got a class of twenty two boys. Uh, ones above you, the the year before you, maybe not so much. Everybody was maybe the ones below you more intellectual. Our class was all about trying to win championships and all that, and um, it was an interesting group. Even uh, our, our rival friends across town, if we played them or not, they were very athletic. The class of eighty two. So we learned to understand what losing was about and what winning felt like and how to handle it all and that team thing. So take me back to growing up, your sport days, what your folks were like, uh, and what it was like being, you know, growing up as as the Little Murph. Well, I'm from a small town in uh, southeast Wisconsin called Silver Lake, Wisconsin, and uh, I've raised there most, almost all my life, uh, population 1,200 people. In fact, my two brothers, I have two younger brothers, they both still live in Silver Lake. Wow. And uh, my parents have passed, they're older, but it was great. You know, small-town America, you can relate to that, Steve, and mm-hmm. everybody knew you. And, I, and our key to sports, I think, back then, as you were talking about this, was I played with guys, you start playing with these guys at seven, eight years old, and you play with them right through high school. So... Like your teams, by the time we hit high school, man, we had a good team. Our high school was like 500 kids. I had 110 kids in my class, and the guys ahead of me, uh, I played with all my life. Mm-hmm. And we went to the high school state championship in Wisconsin back in, gosh, 1966. I was a junior. And back in those days, you didn't have Division A, Division B. It was every high school for themselves. So here's our little school of 500. <laughs> We're playing schools of two to 3,000. Yeah. And we're beating them. Wow. And, they were, and they'd be stunned. How are you guys so good? Well, first of all, we're brothers. I mean, serious brothers, even though we weren't physically family brothers. We just grew up as baseball brothers. I mean, I knew what that center fielder was going to do. And I was a catcher. I yeah. knew what that center fielder was going to do before he knew what he was going to do. Wow. That's just how it was. And we won. And we won. And those are great memories. And like I said earlier, you know, sports, I tell my kids and all my grandkids, sports is like life. You learn how to handle losses. You learn how to handle wins, good days, bad days. You learn how to work with other people on a team. And in certain sports, you learn how to motivate yourself to be a winner as best you can. And you're going to take poundings, and you're going to take victories. And how you handle all of that is the way your life is going to be. Yeah. And it's kind of that way. Don't you agree? I totally agree. We're talking to Murphy Houston. Let's talk playing catcher for a second. That's the only position I ever played as well. And oh, I, I got to tell you this great story. First of all, do you remember the first time that you were mowed over? <laughs> oh, God, are you kidding me? I still have spike wounds on my legs 50 years later. I mean, seriously. Yeah. yeah I remember getting mowed over. 
Yeah. For sure. That was a pleasant experience, wasn't it? Oh, the first time I got admitted, I, I, the ball left my glove. I, I, I hate it. But I didn't leave my glove ever again. I mean, I was prepared because until you hit, it hit like that. And so, uh, but but with that said, you, you'll you'll love this story because it was, it was it's painful to talk about. So I decided I'm going to tell, I say, Coach, let me uh, go play outfield. And he goes, you've never played anywhere in your life but behind the plate. And I said, I just want to go out there. So So I go out there, first batter first pitch balls going and here i go i have no depth reception of outfield right so i'm chasing this ball the fence with the telephone pole i run right into it (laughs) so so i wake up i wake up i think my mom's on top of above me and dad i'm just out like a light and i remember the coach going you were never playing any other position but but catcher (laughs) so that was my one experience well, I remember when I started to become a catcher, I was probably 9 or 10. And yeah, me too. And the coach said, now, when a guy steals, either the second baseman's going to cover or the shortstop, you just throw it to the base. It's their job to get there, right? <laughs> yeah. So I, I thought, okay, great. So the guy steals. Well, I didn't do that because, you know, back in Wisconsin, I'm a, I'm a gun-shooting hunter. Yeah. So I led the guy and hit the runner right in the head. <laughs> His helmet flies off. He's down in the dirt. I thought that, well... I'm done. Pitching, pitching career, yeah. catching career, everything's done. <laughs> I love it. And they, thank God it was just, he, he was all right, but I hit him right in the head. Yeah, you let him. I love that. Hey, yeah, that I was, that's him. accurate right there. You could yeah. do that. Yeah, he must have been a quarterback as well, right? Yeah, well, kind of. When I was in high school, you know, I played the sports, and I was decent enough. Not great, but decent enough. And I thought, I'm going to go to college and probably play baseball. That was my better sport. But I was also a record collector, and I loved listening to music on the radio. Well, in southeast Wisconsin, where I was raised, I, we got Chicago, we got Milwaukee. And I thought, you know, I listened to WLS, WOKY, and all these top rock stations, and I hear those guys on the air going, God, they're having a good time. They're having fun. But also, while I was in high school, I was president of the band, so I liked music, and I also got into theater. So my junior and senior year, I had the lead role in theater. So I kind of liked that acting thing, and that was in my soul, but I thought, I'm going to college. So I got a chance to go to uh, University of Wisconsin-Eau Claire, which was up in northern Wisconsin, and you know I made the baseball team. And um, But my roommate my freshman year, who came from a small town way up in northern Wisconsin, had been on the radio. And his freshman year, I was roommates with him, and he was taking classes for that, and I thought, you know, it might be kind of fun to go down and watch them and see how they do this, because like I said earlier, I'd like to listen to the radio, so I'd go down, and he's doing it, and go, wow, this is fun, and he's having a good time, and he's playing music. So I was a history major at the time, and then I thought, well, I'm going to pick up speech, I'm going to pick this up as kind of a minor, and filled in my extracurricular classes with radio, and that's kind of how it started. By the end of my college days, I was running the campus radio station, working at a small station in Eau Claire, Wisconsin. I thought, well, let's see what happens. I went from there and had my tapes, and I thought, well, I got that college degree in broadcasting. I'm going to walk right into a job, and boy, was I stupid. That just didn't work that way. And (laughs) college, I got a part-time job at a station in Racine, Wisconsin, which is just south of Milwaukee. And then I also sold appliances on the side, and I was still running that Tasty Freeze I talked about earlier to make money. And then it slowly built from there, and then I got a job in Erie, Pennsylvania, of all places, and I moved there, which was shocking to my family. Nobody ever left Wisconsin. You just don't do that. Yeah, yeah. And I moved out to Erie, Pennsylvania, because it was near Cleveland, near Buffalo, near Pittsburgh. I thought, well, if I make it good there, it's a medium-sized market, maybe I'll go to one of those markets. Well, as fate would have it, I'm out there about seven or eight years, had two of my four kids there. Out of the clear blue, a station in Milwaukee calls and offers me a job. You know, I was there from, oh, I don't know, 76. 
86, 77, till 1986, and then the same thing happened uh, with Denver, Colorado. By that time, I'd been in Milwaukee, and I knew everybody. Hell, I had the governor's home phone number. Exactly. On the air. So how yeah, do you, you know. how do you leave? I mean, I mean, you know, I mean, what you're in a you're in a big market. I mean, yeah. is, is Denver any bigger than Milwaukee? I wouldn't think so. No, it is bigger. It oh, it is? is? Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah right. Denver is like, I don't know, market 18 or 19. I think Milwaukee's like 60 or 50. I got you. Uh, man, I didn't know like there that. was that big of a gap between those sides. Yeah, it's, uh, it's quite a bit. And, and Milwaukee was great. I mean, it was my hometown. You know, your, your ego's pumped. All your friends are listening right. to you on the radio. It's all great stuff. And, uh, you know, I'm, one day I came home from a vacation with my wife, and my, my parents who had been watching our kitchen said, who do you know in Denver, Colorado? I go, I don't know anybody in Denver, Colorado. I said, well, somebody <laughs> knows you. <laughs> They sent you this mammoth fruit basket with a bottle of champagne and this note. So I opened it up, and they said, hey, uh, we're looking for a midday guy out here, and you've been highly recommended by several people around the country, and we'd like to see if you're interested. And I said, well, I'll call them. And I called them. I go, yeah, I don't know. I said, well, why don't you and your wife come on out for three or four days and live the life of a Denverite? So I thought, what the heck? It's a free vacation to Denver. Let's do it. So Carol and I came out here, and I'm telling you, I was blown away. It's such a great place. And you know, you've been here, Steve. It's just a great place. The people are great. And they said, we want you to go home and think about living here first, and then we'll talk more. So a couple of days later, they call and go, yeah, I don't know. I'm really liking it out there. And they said, well, here's your offer. And obviously, it was way more than I was making in Milwaukee. Now so, we're getting to the bottom of it. <laughs> well, but it was still Milwaukee. You know, my parents are there. Carol's no, parents no, I know, are around. I know. I know. There's a song happening right now in my head. You know what it is, I'm, don't you? I'm sure. I'm Here's sure a story something. about Murphy Houston and his girl, Carol. Go oh. on, take the money and run. <laughs> yeah, well, there you go. So, and, and here's where I don't believe in coincidences. I was also going through a contract negotiation there in Milwaukee. And I sat down with this Denver thing hovering in my brain cells, and my boss was looking at me and going, well, what are you thinking? I'm also, I'm, well, I'm going to lay some money out there. And they didn't like that, so they came down with me. In fact, you know, we're not even sure we're going to give you a raise. Maybe you should work another year with the money you're making now. And right then, I said, okay, fine. But in the meantime, I'm giving you two weeks. I'm going to Denver. Yeah, there you I go. thought he was going to just pass out. And he thought I was lying. Well, yeah. guess what? I wasn't. Yeah. Well, we're going to we're gonna continue this incredible story. We'll take a break. You're in the Keep Mississippi Beautiful studio with my beautiful pal, Murphy Houston, uh, 50 years in radio and counting. He's not going anywhere. I've seen him. He's physically fit. Looks like a rock star. Uh, you're in the Keep Mississippi Beautiful studio. Go to visit Mississippi.org. So many cool things to do and celebrate our musical history. Speaking of musical history, we are the birthplace of American music, Murph. And uh, a lot of great artists came from these small towns like you grew up in yeah. down here. So would you like to hear into the break? You get to play DJ. Do your thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anybody? Ike, Ike Turner or Bobby Gentry? No, i got to give you the choice. Oh. How about Bobby Gentry? Lay it on me, buddy. You got it. My man Murph. We'll be right back. Mississippi Minute with Steve Azar, right here on Super Talk Mississippi. My man Murph's in the studio with me, Murphy Houston. Uh, just a legendary radio figure uh, nationwide, but it's been a lot of his time in Denver. 
uh, last 32 years in Denver uh, with his wonderful wife, Carol. She's such a sweetheart. And uh, I was fortunate enough to spend some time and help uh, be a part of raising some money for Goppers Against Cancer, even in these tough times. Uh, Murph and our pal, Scott Pearson, who who runs that chapter with you know with Murph. You guys work your tail off, and uh, y'all were very successful, and it was wonderful to see that keep going. I know with our foundation, we had to deal with the same thing, and we had a wonderful virtual event, and it was a blessing. We get to continue to do what we set out to do, help our beneficiaries, in your case, helping cancer victims um, at a pace uh, and at a style that's so unique because you guys are renegades, and I love it because, I, mean, well, I mean, like you guys are on – on the move, right? I mean, y'all, well, y'all are doing wild stuff. It's the Wild yeah. West. Yeah, we're doing some fun stuff, but people need to realize how good you are, Steve Azar, well, and how much you've man. been a part of what we've been doing up here. We've been doing this 12 years, and you've been a part since day one. That's when I met you 12 years ago. Has it been that long, Murph? Yeah, 12 years, buddy. Gosh. 12 years of doing our, our chapter of uh, Golfers Against Cancer in uh, Denver. Wow. And, you, and you've been here all along the way supporting us. You come up, you sing, people love you. But this last time, can I just mention this last thing we did, the virtual thing with you, me, and Scott, it, it felt like we were doing a TV show. Yeah. I mean, I felt like we were the three of us, the chemistry was fabulous. And you, you're talking about how music came about, how your songs came about. You had brought some videos of friends that played. And, you know, we could only have 50 people there because that's the rule of the mm-hmm. road now, as you know. Yeah. And they were totally entertained. And you just went off and you were singing and we enjoyed it. Do I dare tell them about the underwear song? Well, that was the highlight of the night, which is <laughs> unfortunate for a songwriter who takes it serious. But, but I got to tell you, it was the highlight of the night. Well, you know, Steve's a great songwriter, as we all know, and he's done so many things for other artists. And I don't know, we were talk- I was talking about the fact that, hey, thanks for watching us. You're sitting home there in your underwear and donating money to go off against cancer. Next thing I know, you're doing the underwear song. Well, you I'm brought it up. You yeah, brought it up. Just, That's your fault. You just went with it, buddy, and it was hysterical. People are still bringing that up. That left that left a positive mark on the folks that were involved with Golfers Against Cancer, and I thank you for that. We oh, I love. Well, it was so much fun. You know what the thing is? I always write a song. I, I in my show, I like to include sort of this moment where I do that. I, I was very rusty, by the way, but that sort of flowed pretty nicely. You know, I guess I guess underwear may it's, it rhymes. There's a lot of rhymes that come to my mind with the word wear. But oh, yeah. but I would get funnel cakes delivered to stage, pizzas, corn. I mean, I'd write the song, and all of a sudden, all this stuff would be delivered. All these state fairs, you know, when I started playing, you know, so I I, I learned to sort of. Uh, create a song and the band would jump jump in and heck it ended up even after hits it ended up that ended up always being the one that got everybody smiling and i so uh, and also murph it's always been like a, a when i go do sound checks and uh, i've actually written songs on stage um really yeah i mean it's a it's a time of freedom where your mind is sort of out of your mind you sort of you're really the key is your subconscious and after you've right. learned the craft and stuff it's really about um the moment and just letting yourself go i can't tell you the songs that i've written that have been on records that were spontaneous like that in settings that probably weren't i even i think i'm pretty sure i did the opry one time and uh, i was writing this writing this song and i decided to you know i said you know what i felt so comfortable i said i think i want to 
I want to try this. And the band's looking at me like, this. we're at the opera. You can't try anything on us. You know, we're, yeah. we're professionals. And it went really good. And then all of a sudden, we went and recorded it like a week later. But uh, That's uh, great. It, it was just one of those things where you just sort of improv. It's just so cool, you know? That's a, you got a gift. You know you do have a gift. Well, I don't know. I'm nuts and something's, something's wrong about me. And I've got a lot of friends that are just like me that actually are worse off than me because their their minds work quicker. And I don't even know how they wake up in the morning and function because it's like it just it's nonstop you know <laughs> and well, and way I, more I, talented than me i'm telling well, you're you. nuts i want to meet your nutty friends that could be one heck of a, a lot of fun man <laughs> a lot of fun a lot of fun and the best ones are are twice as wired as me i'm serious oh, i'm a oh, i'm no. i'm a volume compared to them <laughs> and listen listen murph they they all chew chocolate covered coffee beans to add to the pain and i'm oh. going like you don't need oh chocolate-covered coffee beans. you got to well, calm down. <laughs> well, that's great. Uh, right. you, you, do, you do a good job, and you've helped us raise a lot of money for cancer research, my friend. Well, you're the man, and Scott, our boy Scott has is, is just been so amazing. How, You know, and, and then it's just, just amazing uh, just what you guys do. Our boy Bobby Jones, I've had him on, you know, was one of the starters of all this stuff, and if oh, Bobby's listening, guy. we love him. Yeah, um, he's the guy. Yeah, let me ask you, when you guys got started and then you got talked into this, yours was personal a little bit, right? Well, yeah. Uh, my lovely wife, Carol, is a two-time breast cancer survivor. Mm. And uh, it chokes me up even talking about it. The first time back in 95, I thought I lost her. I had four mm. little kids, two in college, two at home. I'm doing a morning show. She, it just was bad. But yeah. the good Lord watched out for her. And then, believe it or not, I had breast cancer. And that Yeah, was you shocker. talked about this. Yeah, yeah, male breast cancer. Maybe a lot of men listening now don't realize, yes, boys, we can get this. And thank God to my work with Susan G. Coleman when Carol had the breast cancer the first time, I was kind of educated about it. Yeah. So I'm wrestling with my grandson, my oldest grandson, Grayson, and we're having a good time, and he headbutts me in the chest on the, over the left side. I'm going, wow, what was that? That kind of hurt. And hmm. I had a little lump, and I went to my doctor, and he said, we're going to have that biopsy to go just to be safe. I think it's only a cyst. Okay, let's do it, Doc. He biopsied me, another guy, surgeon, and sure enough, I had breast cancer. And uh, the good news is, though, like all cancers, if you catch it early, you can beat the beast. And I was able to do that. I never had chemo. I never even had radiation. I had the surgery, which was unpleasant. Mm -hmm. But, you know, literally, literally, Steve, a week later, I was back on the air. Uh, You bring something up. You're doing morning shows, and the love of your life is battling her life, right? Yeah, Um, Yeah. How are you? able to I mean, you got your listeners so it's like you got your family on the air i get that well but yeah what was your radio like during uh, that time and your conversations well i didn't hide it i thought I, I thought we need to talk about it because i need people need to know what happens when this when this happens mm-hmm. and here's the coolest thing you know my wife lost her hair as you do when you go through chemotherapy but she refused to wear a wig she wow. wanted to wear baseball caps hmm. so i mentioned that on the morning show I would say within three weeks, I had over eight to 900 baseball caps sent to me. Oh, wow. I still have them. I have yeah. every one of them downstairs as a reminder yeah. as to how good people can be, when, and they care. Mm. I mean, you think people don't care. You touch a nerve, they care. And wow. I still have those hats. Every once in a while, Carol and I pull them out and wonder what this company, they're all company hats, or people had things printed them on it. Hang in there, Carol. We love you, Carol. Oh, wow. Gonna, Come on. You're going you're gonna to beat this, Carol. I'm the hats. Yeah. 
Gosh. And it, it, it pulled. It helped pull her through, and, and she's fine. I mean, she's healthy now. The second time was a, a miracle that they caught it because they thought she was fine, and then she had to have no, more surgery. But she's fine now, and uh, we're living the life as best we can. We have four kids here, eight grandchildren, yeah, and they're all here within ten minutes of my house in Denver. So I'm blessed, really blessed. Wow, you got them all. They're all. They're not transplants. They've moved there and they stayed. And those grandkids were bo- all born there, correct? All born here all all Denver wonder when they're going to move to uh wisconsin i wonder i i don't i don't know <laughs> I, I hope they stay here nothing wrong with wisconsin you know i love wisconsin. i love it are you kidding me i've done lambo look i've done the anthem on monday night football sunday night football i've done the anthem i don't know how many times but uh I, just that feeling of being in lambo playing the bradley center actually to be honest with you in milwaukee the the best catering known by oh. all of musicians is the bradley center but oh, well yeah. It was yes. always the Bradley Center. Everybody would go, once you do the Bradley Center, it's all downhill. And they're right. It was incredible. I don't know oh, who's the chef or who's the caterer, but uh, but it, it was true. It was like another level of, uh, you know, it wasn't like it was just uh, – Cisco showing up, you know what I mean? It was like yeah, they were putting a little yeah. bit of tender love and care in it. We're talking to Murphy Houston. We're in a Mississippi Minute. Go to visit Mississippi.org to find out all the cool things that I'm going to share with my man Murph soon. Uh, also, I've got a record coming out called My Mississippi Reunion, a collection of all my past and present songs. There's new ones, Coldwater, Rosedale, Midnight, all small towns just like my man Murphy Houston, my guest today, grew up in uh, in a different state in Wisconsin, but this is the state of mind. You can keep Mississippi beautiful studio. We're going to be right back. Steve Azar here. My friends at Guarantee Bank are setting the standard in banking. Guarantee Bank is committed to excellence in financial services and their delivery to strengthen the communities they serve and help improve the quality of life for those all-important areas. So make your reservation today. Their doors are open. Just schedule your appointment and reserve your spot prior to visiting them at gbtonline.com. The entire team of Guarantee Bank are committed to serving you and keeping you and their staff safe during these unprecedented times. Guarantee Bank, member FDIC. The news doesn't sleep, and neither do we. Fox News Radio, late breaking, up to the minute, from around the world, around the clock, here on Super Talk Mississippi. Super Talk Mississippi, your new home for the Ben Shapiro Show. We don't hold back. We never shy away from telling you the truth. The most electrifying national talk show on air today. We have the most important guests and the biggest thinkers in America. Ben Shapiro, brutally breaking down the issues of the day. From politics to pop culture, we take a look at all of it. So don't miss out. Weeknights at 9. For something new and unique in talk radio, take a listen to the Ben Shapiro Show. On Super Talk Mississippi. Feeling down? Here's your prescription for a daily dose of good news and positive vibes. Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Every afternoon, Rebecca highlights all the good things happening right here in the state you call home. 
Daily exposure to good things with Rebecca Turner may cause smiling, feelings of positivity, happiness, and even laughter. When you experience these symptoms, tell your friends to listen. Okay. Weekdays starting at 2 p.m. here on Super Talk Mississippi and now on Amazon Alexa devices. Thousands of Bulldog fans have subscribed to the Thunder and Lightning podcast. Have you? On each episode, Brian Haydad and Joel Coleman give you an inside look at your Mississippi State Bulldogs. The Thunder and Lightning podcast is free and available on demand at supertalk.fm and on your smartphone. Just search for Thunder and Lightning on iTunes, Google Play, or anywhere you listen to podcasts. Thunder and Lightning from Supertalk Mississippi. Covering the Bulldogs like no one else. In a Mississippi Minute with Steve Azar. Right here on Super Talk Mississippi. Baby, saw you burning on the corner of grace. My, how much like fun mama, in Mississippi Minute is. And to keep Mississippi beautiful well, studio, right go to visit Mississippi.org, everybody. Uh, I mean, you know, we're going to get through this together. It's getting wacky. Is there football? Is there not football? I mean, we're watching a couple big power conferences go away. Go to visit Mississippi.org to, to, to keep us soothed and satisfied. Uh, there's so much that you, you probably don't have a, an inkling that is just born and raised and bred. And it's so much history right here. You can do it right here by going to visit Mississippi.org and then making a quick little road trip uh, on the weekend. Wear your masks. Uh, whatever. Uh, is best for your health and health of others just uh let's stick stick this out together it's not easy i'm with my man murphy houston in the keep mississippi beautiful studio radio 50 years a major giver uh always involved it's like you said murph carol goes i don't know if you're gonna have time to do this new charity thing and all that i mean you do so much uh do you have a double that we don't know about in the closet somewhere oh god i I hope not that would be frightening i mean (laughs) uh, two of me would be would be a scary thing yeah yeah hey i gotta ask you steve Uh uh-oh what what Uh, just happened okay my wife my wife is fallen in love with laurel mississippi wow yeah because of a show right exactly she wants she wants us to come find a house down there as like a second home well, if you do that, then you're in trouble because you're going to see more of me than you probably need to. That's the only well, I'd, negative. I'd love that part. Oh, Are you that man. close to Laurel? Well, it's, it, we're everybody in Mississippi's close. We just it's just an it's just a um, it's just miles. But Laurel's probably a few hours from me. You know, three by, well about three and a half hours. Not bad, depending on how fast we're going. But uh, hell, soon we'll be able to fly a drone on just jump on a drone and get skip out <laughs> all the lights. You know, yeah, that's uh, true. Well, you know, it's amazing that show. They've been it's they've done such a great job and I hadn't had them on yet and I'd really love to have them on soon, but uh uh it's it's what a what a spirited wonderful thing to watch what they're doing. Well, a lot of history. I love the local history right. they bring in with every house they pick out and the family that used to live there, they used to be the doctor, and then they raised all these I'm going, "Wow, that's great stuff." Yeah. Good. Yeah, I love you know those are the shows that just make you feel warm and fuzzy, you know, and just it just feels good. And at the same time, they're grabbing and holding and lifting back up uh, a past that right. that the history doesn't need to go away. It needs to be held up and lifted up and reminded, you know, and it needs to be always there. And uh, and they do such a great job of, of oh, all do. of that, you know. Yeah, I- 
And I think during this time that we're all going through, that nice, small-town, warm feeling of the history you mentioned, Steve, really feels good. It makes you feel comfortable. You and I are running out. We're out of time. A Mississippi Minute has left us. I can't thank you enough for spending a Mississippi Minute with me. Murphy Houston, you are my pal. Your family, I love your wife, Carol. I can't wait for you guys. You guys haven't even met Gwen yet. And and one day we'll all get together. We'll have you down. I want you to go to visit Mississippi.org like all my folks and uh, that's listening right now and uh, check out all the great things. And I will be your personal guide when oh, you come like down that. here. Been to Keep perfect. Mississippi Beautiful Studio, Murphy Houston, legendary radio man. Uh, spent most of that time in Denver, uh, and he's a true pal. Uh, Murph, I can't thank you enough. Thank you, Steve. Thanks for having me. It's been a pleasure to talk to you. And hello, Mississippi. I'm coming down there now. Be careful. What a voice. I love you, pal. Yeah. I'm Steve Azar, in a Mississippi Minute, all 60 of them, where you can take your sweet time. I'm still trying to find my way around. Hey folks, for over 75 years, Guarantee Bank has been committed to meeting the financial needs of their customers and communities. Even during this challenging time, That commitment remains the same. They're always there to serve your everyday banking needs, answer your questions, offer support, and get through this together. Guarantee Bank, member FDIC. Super Talk Mississippi, your new home for the Ben Shapiro Show. We don't hold back. We never shy away from telling you the truth. The most electrifying national talk show on air today. We have the most important guests and the biggest thinkers in America. Ben Shapiro, brutally breaking down the issues of the day. From politics to pop culture, we take a look at all of it. So don't miss out. Weeknights at 9. For something new and unique in talk radio, take a listen to the Ben Shapiro Show. On Super Talk Mississippi. Thousands of Bulldog fans have subscribed to the Thunder and Lightning podcast. Have you? On each episode, Brian Haydad and Joel Coleman give you an inside look at your Mississippi State Bulldogs. The Thunder and Lightning podcast is free and available on demand at supertalk.fm and on your smartphone. Just search for Thunder and Lightning on iTunes, Google Play, or anywhere you listen to podcasts. Thunder and Lightning from Supertalk Mississippi. Covering the Bulldogs like no one else. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.